This is the Sprinter Mom with Lashes On podcast. When Ryan and I were first married, he had worked in social services and he had worked at a home for youth that were just getting out of jail and he would help them do life skills and different activities and things and prepare them basically for the real world. So he was kind of working in a halfway house and he knew that he wanted to be a part of helping kids in the state system. I grew up in a very, you know, 1950s nuclear family, mom, dad, brother, and me, and very happy, healthy family, Christian family, going to church, serving. Foster care wasn't really on my radar. I know that, and after talking to my mom as years went on, I know that there were families in our church that almost like through kinship, so not necessarily officially fostering, but there were many families in our church that took in kids when they needed to or grandparents that were raising kids. So I think it was a part of our life, but there wasn't really a name to it, and it wasn't like the state was super involved, which maybe that's how things were back then. But Ryan had a heart for this, and I knew that, well, I'm great with kids, (laughs) and I worked with kids and wanted to be a teacher and had always been around children. So I was like, we can do this. When we we knew we wanted to be parents, and so we did try um, getting pregnant, and it took us about a year, but we actually, as we reached the year mark of not getting pregnant, um, my, we went and got testing done. And when we got those test results back, we found out that we had a 1% chance of naturally getting pregnant. So we knew, okay, at that point, there are other things that we can do. There are so many options now. Um, but let's start our foster care classes because we knew that would be in the future. So whether we get pregnant or not, let's do these classes to prepare our hearts and our minds and ourselves to know um, that we're doing foster care. So as we were doing the classes and when we, I don't remember how it happened. Regardless, we found out we were pregnant and I found out before Ryan did And we, at the time, we were halfway through our foster care classes. And the best part is that when the doctor told us we had a 1% chance of getting pregnant naturally, I was actually already pregnant, which is so cool. I think God just, he's so funny and he's so good. And so we had this little baby and we were working with Christian Family Care Agency at the time. And they told us like, you will never have a baby like ever again, like this is your first time being a parent, your first time, you know, giving birth to a child, take this year and really use that as a gift and spend time with her and let it be just special. And I'm actually really thankful that they did that because it really not only gave me just a chance to be a mom and only be a mom to one, but it allowed me time to really prepare my heart for other kids that were potentially kids that belong to other people. Because when you do foster care, you know you're temporarily caring for them and that most of the time in the best, the child's best interest is to be with their parents and be reunified. And so as a foster parent, you want to work with their parents or work, you know, pray that they're working and doing the work that they need to do to get their kids back. 
It's not always the case. However, that's what as a foster parent, you kind of have to prepare your heart for because you want the best for these kids. And if it's to be with their parents, then that's what you want. So I think having that year with Brooklyn, just one-on-one allowed me the chance to just savor being a mom, enjoy it, do things with just her, Ryan and I. It was really sweet and precious. And it also gave us time to prepare our house for foster care. So here we were, I think we were 27. And we got two kids in in November of 2011. And gosh, was it 2011? When was Brooklyn born? 2010. Yeah. So it was 2011. So we started foster care November of 2011. And it wrecked me. (laughs) And I won't go into all those stories because those can be so many things. But from 2011 until now, basically, we have been fostering and adopting off and on as kids have come around us and as God's kind of said, these are yours. And so we have, we had my daughter in 2010. We fostered two sibling sets. And then after those sibling sets were gone, my son Gavin came into the picture. So we've had Gavin since he was eight months old and we adopted him around his second birthday. Before we adopted him, Ryan said, hey, we're not done with our family. Let's Let's take in another kid before Gavin's adoption, because once Gavin was adopted, they probably would have made us wait a little bit to take in another kid. So in September of 2012, we got back on the list in foster care to be able to take in like an eight month old ish. And because Ryan's like, we're done with waking up. We're done with all that crap with the newborns. And no, we're not doing that. So let's, you know, get a kid that's a little bit older. So he was a youth pastor at the time on a Wednesday night working at the church. And I got the call for our son, Drew. And <laughs> I said, bring him over. And so Ryan called and I said, hey, we we have we got placement and we have a baby coming over from the hospital. And he said, oh, was there an injury? Did something happen? I said, well, he was just born. So we got a Drew at two days old. A day old? Yeah, he was a day old. And that was September 25th of 2012. Um, And then surprisingly, our 1% chance of getting pregnant, we found out we were pregnant with addicts that spring. And so that is how I had four kids under the age of four um, for a period of time. And it was horrific. And it's funny because I think my friend and I always say like, you, you kind of forget about that. It's kind of like childbirth. Like you, your kids are so great. You forget about like how hard it is or like for some people, like their childbirth is awful. And mine really wasn't because I get drugged up and it's totally fine. But you forget about it because either God just helps us block out her mind or I don't know what it is. But I can tell you that, well, one, I don't remember anything before kids. Like, did I cook dinner for Ryan? What did we eat? Did we go out to eat? We didn't have money. I don't remember the chores we had. Like, I just, my mind is blank. But four kids under four, same thing. I mostly remember Drew in diapers running in a circle around the chair when I would be nursing Maddox. And that's pretty much my memory of four kids under the age of four. 
My daughter, Pima, came into play later. She came into our life around 2014, um, and we adopted her and our son, Drew, in 2015. And then from there, we met our son, Christian, at our group home, which I'll talk about our group home later. But we met our son, Christian, at our group home. Ryan knew he was supposed to be our son. We went through really high highs and really low lows with him, a lot of up and downs. But he, we officially adopted him in 2017. He became a centers. And then we were done, clearly. Six kids, I think, is fine. However, just in recently in 2000, I think Christmas of 2022, it, we were hanging out with a group of kids from one of our group homes. Um, they came up to Flagstaff to play in the snow, and our hearts were just broken over the fact that the state was thinking they were going to split them up, split the sibling set up um, to be able to adopt out some of the kids. And um, I said, man, I just wish that there was a way that we could, you know, move into a bigger home and keep them all together because it just kind of breaks your heart when you see those situations or hear about that and know that they're just really good kids who need loving parents and a loving home. And I'm the person that says those things because I think the spirit sometimes speaks through me to Ryan and Ryan is the planner. And so the next morning we wake up and Ryan had spent the whole night on his knees praying about the kids. And then he also showed me a bunch of house options. So I was like, and here we go. I cannot speak these things out loud anymore. My husband just moves forward. But it's really been the best end most complicated life change, but it's really just been amazing. And I would actually say that 13 years old is a good, a good foster and adoptive age. You think that they're a little bit too old and it's too late, but it's not. 13 and 12 is not too late. I mean, neither. It wasn't really for my other kids either. It was different. But 12 and 13 year olds are just still kids and they need parents and they need routine and love and structure. And I'm just so thankful we were able to provide that. So I have nine kids currently at home. I have 11 kids total that are mine. And I have um, two grandsons, one that lives in Yuma with his mother and another grandson that lives about only a few minutes away from me who doesn't sleep well. So he doesn't sleep at his lovey's house. I'm called lovey because of Kris Jenner. I want to be lovey like she's lovey because I literally want to be her when I get older or now. <laughs> but anyway, he Cyrus doesn't get to sleep with Lovey because he is not a sleeper and I am not sleeping in a bed with an infant. But um anyway, so my grandson Cyrus is gosh, he'll be 2 in January and then my little guy will be is 2. He's two and a half. So it's very fun. We just have a whole Thanks for joining us today for the Sprinter Mom with Lashes on podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. We'll see you next week.